What do you think is the number one all-time holiday-selling single? Of all time, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Yeah, but what's number 10? <laughs> Not even number two, just go straight yeah, to 10? Yeah, what's number 10? Uh, White Christmas. No, that, wham! Last Christmas, oh, I give you my heart. Isn't that weird that that is... Do you think it's like one a of those cult bit? things? Yeah, totally. Like, it's the 80s. They were one of the biggest pop bands at the t- in, in the world at the time. Yeah, everyone bought that song. I mean, I think that that song is so funny. Last, well, <laughs> last Christmas, it was even, it was actually really sad because George Michael died on that Christmas day. Oh, yeah. But also, how long ago does last Christmas seem to be? Like, last Christmas, I gave you my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. Well, so then that was actually last December 26th. 26th? You gave it away. That was a real fast, real fast turnaround. And then you've been holding on to it for an entire year to where this Christmas, you're like, I'm not going to do that again. But also, uh, the relationship still kind of happened to where he's having to be like, okay, you know what? Ultimatum, this Christmas, it's not happening. Did it last Christmas. (laughs) It's kind of a sad song. It is definitely a sad song. Do you like Christmas music? Oh my gosh, I'm in. Not before Thanksgiving though. Oh. And I'm even toying with not going until like the first of December. Not because I have like a, a really principled idea of what Christmas has to be. You can listen to Christmas year music all year round. That's fine. For me, I get burnt out on it because I listen to it constantly. Uh, there's only so many Christmas songs out there. You know, like good. You can. Christmas songs. Good Christmas songs. You can find everyone covering, you know, Silver Bells or whatever. But after a while, those songs, I just like, like, okay, I need to I need to go listen to some non-seasonal music. I usually don't listen to Christmas music until like the 23rd. Just that that's when you need to start or that's yeah. when you're ready to get rolling? I think that's when I'm ready to get it. Yeah. Like usually when I'm driving to wherever I'm spending Christmas. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So, I mean, and like here and there, I can like throw on a jam, but for the most part, like can't, I, I do not like Christmas music. You're just, you, you don't at all. No, I don't know why. I think it's, I, I, I just don't love it. I like it when it's time, but yeah. you know, also I think it's become one of those things that people it's like they want to put something on the internet. Oh my gosh, is it too early to listen? I'm that girl. But it's like June 9th. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can't you just say uh. that you just really like that song? Like, I'm not going to lie. Every now and then I can throw on just a regular Amy Grant Christmas tune yeah. and like listen to it like it's normal because it's good music. Right. Not because it's good Christmas music. That's just good music. You think there's a difference between good music and good Christmas music? Yeah. Okay, Wham! Last Christmas. Mm-hmm. Does that stand the test of time? Or is it yeah. funny and... I, I mean, I listened to it, you turn it on, and I, I was bouncing in my seat, but like, it's super dated. Well, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like Paul McCartney's uh, Simply Having a Mad, or Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. It's just like, that song is so hard to listen to. Yeah, so what are the hardest Christmas songs for you to listen to? Uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, the Christmas songs that aren't Christmas songs. 
like uh, my favorite things from Sound of Music, where like these are a few yeah, of yeah, my yeah. favorite. Like the only reason that's a Christmas song is because it, they talk about brown paper packages tied up with string. That's just, people consider people that, think a- that. Yeah, Kelsey Ballerini did a Christmas version of it. That's not a Christmas song. Uh, also, what? John Lennon's uh, War Is oh, Over. That's on my list of creepy. Not a Christmas song. Like, his whole thing is like, there should be no religion or any of those things, and everything will be fine. What's funny like is... it's an anti-Christmas song. That, uh, um, growing up, my... Well, do you remember in when we were in high school and there was that huge ice storm in like... 99 or 2000 oh yeah yeah like yeah. massive ice storm yeah power went out in our yeah. house for like a week yeah so like my entire family this was like the last time my entire family got to spend christmas together like with my grandmother and aunts uncles mm-hmm. cousins all of that so there were like 14 of us and we were um stuck inside no electricity and we were in like rural the rural rural southwest arkansas and um so i put up this sign in the living room that just said it was the fun zone. And so it was like, okay, anywhere else in this house, you can bitch and moan, but you come in this living room, this is the fun zone. And our theme song was, so this is Chris, just cause it, and then, and then my cut, my brother, and what have you done? I, my brother would stand in the background and just go, and so, like, Honestly, now we always play that for each other. Grade A family Christmas move. This is the fun yes. zone. There's no complaining here. Yes. Get and, over it. And so, that's, and so it, what's funny is now we spend, mo- because I have little nephews, we spend most of our, like, prime Christmas time at my brother's house. And we, we put up the sign wherever we are. Like War is over. We put up the fun zone sign. It's like, listen, you step foot inside of the fun zone. Like... No, war's over. So, and then, and it's also kind of funny to just be like, oh, so, so this is Christmas. Yeah. Or so this is Christmas. It's so, like, it starts off accusing you. Yes. And you're just like, it's like, you know what? Here's a good way to start a Christmas song. How about you feel guilty? Yeah. What have you done, huh? What about, um, I, I think, um, well, I think anything that is made to be sexy that shouldn't be. It's like so like Santa baby is like Oh man. So I hadn't heard it until today, but getting ready for the podcast, I listened to Kelly Pickler's version. Yeah. And it's like that she's just got a super girly voice. Mm -hmm. Like it's pretty high pitched and it's kind of breathy and weird. Santa Baby's an an odd song. Yeah, it's kind of it's just well, even the that original recording, um I mean it's a girl and a baby voice doing the boopy doopy doo. <laughs> like I boopy doopy. I imagine like Katy Perry really owning that song someday. Like just yeah, yeah. When she does her Vegas residency in twenty five years, and it's yeah. December twenty first, and she's got to she's got to perform a couple of Christmas tunes. Santa that, baby. What about um? I, so I play. I think we should play it for everybody. Um, a snippet of the. Eurythmics version of Winter Wonderland. All right, everybody. So we're going to play this and, oh, man, just be ready. It's tough. This is the 90s. I mean, what are they? I almost call them a super group. There's no way that's true. Annie Lennox and a guy, right? Yeah, Eurythmics. This is someone went to them and said, you know what? Do a Winter Wonderland in the least seasonal way possible. 
Here it is. Yeah, those like strings. It's like Wizard of Oz. Uh, you know what it's like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the um, that fairy ride. Okay. So like, first off, it's not. I mean, that's just like who the the Eurythmics are. Like they're just pops, eighties pop synth, little yeah. moody, little dark. They mm-hmm. they sing. These dreams are made of these or whatever. Yes, yeah, sweet yeah. dreams are yeah. made of these. So I mean, that's just that's just who they are. Um, so my real question is, is like, did they pick it? Because this is on a compilation album just called "A Very Special Christmas." It is. I mean, which is so on special. Here. John yeah. Mellencamp, Whitney Houston. But so it's like, what? How did that conversation go? Did they like? Did they get called up and they say, we want you to be on this album? Because it was like 1991 or whatever. And then they were like, oh, perfect. We've been working on this. Or did they, I mean, like, because then also the real question, the the overall question is, who likes that? <laughs> That's actually a great question. And like, who produced, like, I want to take a deep dive into the production of that song and like. Here's what I think happened with this album, because, I mean, there's huge names on it. U2, Madonna, Bon Jovi, Stevie Nicks, John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen, Whitney Houston. It's like everyone in the 90s who everybody wanted to listen to. I think you ask the biggest names on that record, like Whitney Houston, what song do you want to sing? And you, like, let the big names pick the songs, and then everyone else, it's like, okay... Here's what's been taken. You can do anything else. So it's um, they did uh, they did the album originally as a benefit for Special Olympics. A very special Christmas. Oh, surely not. That they call it the that, that's <laughs> how's that the name they picked for it. It's a very special Christmas. Um, but so Whitney Houston's um, she did do you hear what I hear on here, and it was also kind of. Bad. So I don't know. I just I think um, I think my problem with Christmas music is stuff like that to where it's like uh, classic Christmas Burl Ives and stuff like that. I mean, whatever. My dad loves it. I can listen to it if I have to. He, mm-hmm. he, my dad discovered Alexa over Thanksgiving. And so he would go like every couple hours, he would walk into the kitchen. Hey, Alexa. Yeah, literally. And um, get really, really close to her. And like shout into it, but he wouldn't do it quick enough. But he wanted Gene Autry. He wanted Gene Autry's version of Red Nose Reindeer, but and like he couldn't get the name right, and he couldn't. And so like it always would um, come up with a different version of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, and then I'd I'd have to walk over there. So I bet we ended up listening to it sixty times. But um, I just I so like the classics. It's like okay, it's a classic or it's a classic, and then it, the people who. 118 years later that are like you know what i think i can really make this my own and then you get that version of winter Wonderland. yeah yeah you get that or you get new christmas songs like anyone who puts out a christmas album does one or two new ones just seeing if they'll stick i think they're called originals 
Well, they're definitely originals. <laughs> like, uh, like George Strait's Christmas album. One of them's called "For Christ's Sake, Merry Christmas" or something like that. Uh, <laughs> For Christ's sake, Merry Christmas, and it like means it very genuinely. But so often those songs are not. No one cares about that at all. But at like at one point, all those old songs were like brand new, and we've just said, "Oh yeah, the Burl Ives, Gene Autry." Uh, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, that's Christmas music. And we just kind of stuck with it. And then, yeah, you get the weird versions nowadays. Or just like super plain, just like the old ones with new names. Like uh, Chris Young has a really good Christmas album. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot. It's like pretty straightforward songs. He's not really trying to own them and do them in his own way. Uh Brett Eldridge just did a lot of videos with Cracker Barrel doing Christmas music. And he's wearing like, I mean, he also did it for the NBC tree lighting. He's wearing a tuxedo. He's doing like the Michael Buble, Harry Connick Jr. thing. Well, I mean, he's got, well, one, he I think he has one of the most underrated voices in country music. But he released a Christmas album last year because that is just his thing. He loves it. That's great, and so and like he's pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. He can make a he do, he didn't try to make anything his own. He's doing Frank Sinatra Christmas, right? And he's good at it. Yeah, so it's fine. I think Casey Musgraves did like her. She released a Christmas album last year, and it was so good. She had two originals on there. Um, one was with Leon Bridges. I like Leon. Um, he's a soul singer. Christmas without you is like is like a present without a bowl. But, a bow and it was a, I really liked that song and it was kind of sad and then um I think she had three originals on there one was with Willie Nelson have a Willie nice Christmas puns yeah. puns man but so yeah I just I can't I can't get on board with the I think I can do this better wait because yeah. in, in theory yeah. like it's just like nobody it's like every time I'm watching the voice and somebody gets on there and they sing Adele and I'm like y'all Come on. it's yeah. Unless you are like this, um, unless you're going to rap, hello, and like you really are going to make something your own, You there's certain songs that you just can't do. It's a golden example of stay in your lane. Like, oh, yeah. Like, know what you can do. Brett Eldridge can do the Frank Sinatra thing. Yeah. Great. Do it. You don't have to put a bunch of, uh, I almost said lights and bows. Is that too cheesy? No. Put a bunch of lights on it to like make it sparkle and make it better than everything else so what is it about christmas music that seems to um have a special trigger for getting stuck in my head um i think it's it's not like other music like there's certain little super technical things about it that kind of make it stand alone i mean there's simple things like you've got bells jingling and it's tied to a holiday that you know has a lot of nostalgia around it. So we connect music to events. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when you hear songs, you can remember the first time you heard them or why they're important in your life. They just kind of like stick to situations. And so all these all these songs are connected with like a super nostalgic holiday, the biggest holiday in our country. And um, they also have a lot of things like there's a lot of diminishing notes and Christmas music that a lot of other songs just don't do. Because um, it's too technical. Yeah. Because the song, the, Happy Holidays, Happy Holidays. Oh, Happy Holidays from uh, Holiday Inn. 
always in my head, super annoying, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, always in my head, super annoying, do you hear what I hear, always in my head. I don't hear do you hear what I hear very much. I don't have to I'm hear pretty, it very I'm pretty, much. I'm, well, I, I'm saying like I don't hear it in my head, I'm, I'm thankful for that, because that's like the little drummer boy, it's repetitive and honestly a weird song. Yeah, weird song because um, I'm imagining all of my friends right now that have not even necessarily newborns, but just kids under five or six that have trouble sleeping in their own bed. If I rolled in and was like, man, it's been a rough year. I got, I I can't give you any money, but um, I'm going <laughs> to... I want to stand here and I want to play Lord, this drum for you. I've got I've got my marching band snare drum and a killer solo worked up. I do think you know your kid's going to love it. Do you know what people would do to me? <laughs> It'd be the worst. Like what? I would lose, like straight up lose friends. Like when, what parents of a newborn like a are drum, thinking? A drum. Yes. Not like a solo. The best thing is a just drum. a drum coming in here and some kid hitting it. Probably not great rhythm. I mean... Not even if it was um, Travis Barker. That's the only drummer. Or Dave. Uh, Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro. Like, it, uh, who are famous drummers? I, those are two. I don't. You know, like yeah. even if they came in and were like, "Okay, um, I've prepared a drum solo for your three month old child." <laughs> It'd be the worst thing, and also it would take them forty five minutes to set up the drum kit in the kids' room. Yeah, and then, hey, uh, got the kick drum here. I just think that that's, yeah, that's a weird song. It seems like a, a weird gift. Um, it's actually the weirdest. It's the worst gift. Any Well, any besides any parents, of those gifts like, in the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, okay, so newborn parents, would you rather have someone come in here and beat on a drum while you're trying to, while you're trying to sleep, much less your kid, or would you rather have a couple hundred birds? Like what is I've seen something I can't remember it. What's the math on the twelve days of Christmas? Like if someone actually gave you all of those things on every day, how many birds you would have? And it's like in the hundreds. Wait, so wait, is that how the song goes? So like you get the oh yeah on the first day of Christmas, get... my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear oh, tree. So, so there's you... one bird. The second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two calling or two turtle doves and and a partridge partridge so by the second day you've got four birds already and then yeah there's three french hens and then those geese are a laying yeah right those geese are a laying and then you've got uh pipers piping lords a leaping ladies dancing maids milking so you've got cows or goats showing up you get a lot of golden rings okay that's a consolation you get five of them I don't for think I've ever thought seven days, for a week. I don't think I've ever thought about the fact that you get them. He's re-gifting. He's, he's doubling, tripling, quadrupling gifts. He's like, you know what I'm going to do yesterday and then some. Restraining order. Yeah, it's just too much. Unless you have a, a, a enormous farm. No, even just... an enormous farm. What if, because I'm assuming you're single, obviously. I'm a single girl. I've got a big yard. Mm-hmm. Even somebody was over at my house, like on Saturday, and I guess they hadn't spent much time there, and they said, you've got a big lot, and I do. It's a lot to keep up with. It's a big yard. Um, So 12 Days of Christmas brings us to 
Destiny's Child, Destiny's Child, Eight Days of Christmas. But in that one, they don't, I don't think it's a re-gift. But on the eighth day oh, of these, Christmas. These are good gifts. These my, are very 2004. Well, but ish. It's like he goes back and forth. So in the first, the eighth day, you get Chloe shades and a diamond belly ring. But then on the seventh day, a nice back rub and he massaged my feet. But then <laughs> on the sixth day, a crop jacket and dirty denim jeans. But then just on the fifth day, a poem that he wrote for me. A poem he wrote for me. And then on the fourth day, a candlelit dinner, just me and my honey. This is and on the third day. I think it's the lowest gift you could give somebody, especially if you're in love. A gift certificate to get my favorite CDs. That's, pretty... That's rude. Gift certificates. I hate yeah, gift certificates. I can't, I can't think of anything. And then on the second day of Christmas, keys to a new CLK Mercedes. On the first day of Christmas, my baby gave to me quality T-I-M-E. So it's like one day he like nails it. And then the next day he's like, oh, I forgot. Here's a poem. And then the next day he nails it. And then he like just like went like total, as my mom would say, brain fart and got her a gift certificate. Also, I don't know what you want or like. <laughs> Go gift, buy it yourself. A gift certificate. What I mean, we we should probably look into rewriting the Twelve Days of Christmas for twenty seventeen. If if this seven retweets and an Instagram like like if this podcast episode accomplishes one thing, I hope it's convincing one person. To not get a gift certificate for somebody. Or to not try to write a Christmas song if you got no business writing a Christmas song. Yeah, word. Okay, so I found out. I looked it up online. If the 12 days of Christmas total, if you were given all of those things, you would end up getting 364 gifts by the 12th day. In total, you would have 12 partridges, 12 trees, uh, 22 doves, 30 hens, 36 calling birds, which are loud, 40 <laughs> golden rings, 42 geese, 42 swans, 40 maids that are milking, 40 other animals, 36 ladies, 30 lords, 22 pipers, and 12 drummers. That's too much. But so like do the maids and the pipers and the drummers live at your house? I don't know. And how, 22 pipers, that's a lot. And are they, is it like they're constantly piping? Are the ladies always dancing? The lords are just jumping everywhere? Hmm. Or is it a parade showing up as he gives the gifts of. No, actually, that would be kind of a cool way to get a gift. Someone at a parade? Like, just, yeah, think about it. And they were in the middle of the parade or at the very end on a big float and they walked down and handed you your gift? I saw a tweet the other day that said, uh, Christmas parades, but at normal speed. <laughs> like, but I mean, so I would think like 35 miles an hour. So like you see, like, like you've got just like, here comes Santa Claus, but he's unfortunately the fire truck's actually just going 35 so miles an hour down you, the road. Would you have to put the floats uh, or like the, the balloons, would you have to time to cars or would the people just be sprinting? I'm thinking like a small town parade, not like Macy's because that's oh, yeah. like an actual parade with like stuff in it. I'm thinking... So, like, where I grew like, in Russellville, uh, apparently we had the biggest Christmas parade in the state for a really long time. <laughs> but I don't remember anything about it other than, like, a lot of garbage trucks and, like, the high school marching oh, band. Oh, it's all the municipal cars. Yeah, I was like... in it for my church a lot. I was... 
like always dressed like an angel. Um, We've got a pretty good parade here in town in Fayetteville for Christmas. I, well, we did this year's was weird. Oh, I don't. I didn't even know. Well, it, uh, so they light the square. And oh yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. The parade of lights. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, yeah, literally yeah. the whole city shows up. It's one of the only things like everyone goes to. So I don't. Not, I've never been. Really? Mm. It's kind of fun. Um, but the floats this year. They it's were, outside. Yeah, it is. But it was kind of warm. <laughs> it was pretty warm this year. I just don't. I don't go outside. Oh. Um, they were really hurting for floats this year. They had a Mad Max float, where like the. Like, like that scary like, movie? Like the apocalyptic movie. They had guys like full body paint looking terrifying with like spiky hockey pads and an old car doing a Mad Max thing like right in front of Santa Claus. It was very strange. Wow. Um, yeah. Anyway, that could be funny to see a dump truck with like a band, like just wrapped in Christmas lights just going 35 miles an hour, but followed closely by... Another dump truck <laughs> wrapped in Christmas lights. Um, okay, so what are your what are what's the one song as soon as you hear it, it's it's Christmas to you? Um, Nat King Cole's a Christmas song. Really? Just those first two notes. Uh, let me play it. It's called a Christmas song. It's called the Christmas song. Oh, Wyclef Jean has a version of it. It's real weird. Yeah, it's a chestnuts roasting on an open fire, aka. Oh yeah. Just those right there. Oh yeah. I'm in. That's Christmas. But that doesn't sound. This just sounds like a like a dumb old black and white movie to me. <laughs> well, I kind of grew up watching just dumb old black and white movies on Christmas time. What um, what are chestnuts? Chestnuts are actually nuts. Um, actually, Whole Foods up here is selling like huge bags of them. I never had one before. Do you think this is going to be, like, the next big thing? Like, how, like, 10 years ago, people started frying their turkeys, and then suddenly it was like, OMG, everybody's burning their house down on Thanksgiving. Now it's going to be like, here's the proper way to roast chestnuts right, over it. So you don't burn your house down. Because he clearly says open fire, right? Yeah, he does. But those are also the days you'd make popcorn over an open fire. Hmm. You'd have, like, that, that it was like a closed top skillet, or you just had this bag, it was basically aluminum foil, and you with all the seeds in it, and you'd shake it over the fire, and it would expand as the popcorn popped. And um, it would come out super hot and dry with no butter on it. You want to hear my song? Yes. It's that time. Christmas time is here. Everybody knows there's not a better time of year. And then, yeah. they, and then she says, Santa's on his way. Hip hip hooray's Christmas, Christmas vacation. I mean, she she goes all in. It's Christmas time. <laughs> I just that's a good one. I just think that's a great song, and also the Home Alone theme. Really, I can get pretty into into that. Oh yeah. But in, sometimes when I hear Home Alone, I don't necessarily think of Christmas. I think more of Chicago O'Hare. Airport. Yeah, a lot of that movie is in airports. But I, I just, I remember for years and years, I, because once I took this job, I connected at O'Hare a lot. Like, almost every other time I flew, hmm. which it goes in, yeah. fa- like, it goes Flying in. Flying out of Arkansas, you connect yeah. with O'Hare and Atlanta a lot. And so, I remember always thinking, because, like, they still have those flags that hang in, like, a couple of the terminals. Yeah. 
and it one of I think Terminal B at O'Hare is the one that it was because it still kind of looks like that. It's still kind of old school, and they haven't like added on or redone it. And two years ago, I had to do a mad dash through O'Hare because they don't have a system there. They don't have a train. Oh my gosh! And it's really spread out. So you you did the whole thing. I you did, did run run Rudolph. I did the mad dash, and it was. It wasn't. It wasn't as cool. Yeah, I guess when it's, and when I got on out. that baby tiny flight, nobody gave me champagne. Nobody. Oh, here's your, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many kids do the McAllisters have? Like seven, right? Yeah. And that huge, like, here's how you see that movie as an adult. They have that massive house. His brother's a cheapskate, but he's, like, paying for his brother and his kids to go with him and his enormous family to Paris Mm -hmm. for Christmas. What does he do? Oh, that had to be, what, 100 100 grand? Yeah, what is is Mr. McAllister's job? That never comes up, what he does. But he does... Very well. Well, what's in, what's Chicago? Insurance, uh, advertising, meat. They used to have a big yeah. meat. Yeah. Um. He he's probably a day trader. Yeah, he does something because or you know what? I bet he's in commercial real estate. Yeah. I mean, that's a good game because he wasn't worried about taking off work or messages at the office which oh no he wasn't the the workaholic dad at all yeah so it was probably something that like you make large huge sums of money all at like once and mm-hmm. so then you just have to be smart with it too he seemed pretty sharp yeah his brother was an idiot yeah when he yeah i think about well i was gonna say i think about that shower scene a lot where you but like but that like sounds creepy say oh i think about that shower scene a lot (laughs) no i know i know exactly what you're saying because you think when you think of uh when you think of that guy i don't even know his name frank uncle frank uncle frank when you think of uncle frank you think of the shower scene where he screams at kevin Mm -hmm. and then the uh pizza scene where he says look what you did you little jerk Mm-hmm. That's what I think of. Um, yeah, my family says to each other a lot, like, I'm living alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> just all the time. We're like, well, when I grow up, I'm living alone. <laughs> like, I'm living alone. You hear me? Like, and be, and which basically means like, hey, I need 20 minutes to like go watch an old episode of The Office like by myself. Like, don't ask me where I'm going. I promise I'm not mad. I'm going to come back. But like... Just need a moment. I need either a large cheese pizza to myself or like, I need y'all to quit talking to me for 20 minutes. Large cheese pizza. Mm. Which, yeah. Okay. So what's your... Like, what are your all-time favorite Christmas albums? Like, do you have full albums that you can get behind? That is actually a little bit harder for me, because uh, I pick and choose. I the like the background. I'm gonna put it on in my house. I know that everyone doesn't like this, but the Charlie Brown Christmas album. Mm-hmm. It's it's a jazz album, uh, but it's it's great. I really like that album. Um, but it's tough. I I usually make Christmas playlists and I pick and choose because I don't. I think that whether it's an original song or someone trying to just own a song that's been done by a hundred other people you know you've got some misses on christmas albums yeah um amy grant a christmas album is 
I think just, I think it's so, I mean, it, it's so good. It's so good. Well, I, this, uh, it's one of the only, she has one of the only versions of Baby It's Cold Outside that isn't creepy. Well, I um, just remember, like, I think almost every friend I have, the first concert they went to when they were a kid was Amy Grant. And, like, I didn't have that story. Like, for some reason, we didn't, I didn't listen to Amy Grant when I was little, except for her Christmas stuff. And when I was like 11 or 12, we used to have two different Christmas Eve services, one at like a normal time and then one at like 1130 mm-hmm. at night. And my family always went to that one when my brother and I got a little bit older and we could stay up. And then when we got even older and we couldn't even stay up for the 1130, we had to go back to the normal service because we were like, we're too old for this. Or I'd had way too much to drink it. Christmas, That's a late service. Christmas Eve dinner. Like as someone as someone who has preached and put on church services before, the thought of starting one at eleven thirty is just like, yeah. Oh man, because after everyone leaves, you still have to shut everything down and make sure everything's clean and lock up. Like, well, and sometimes you're not Christmas Eve is on one thirty or two. Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. Yeah, and oh gosh, yeah, and if if uh, if the pastor's got little kids, he's you know waking up at what. Six, seven? Yeah. Well, so I just remember I was 11 or 12. It was one of those late Christmas Eve communions. My mom sang Breath of Heaven. Amy Grant, Breath of Heaven. That's a great song. And I think it was one of the first times I ever remembered thinking, like, wait a second. Like, Mary and Joseph were real people. This was, like, a real thing that mm-hmm. happened. Not it, like, cause, and I like, I believed it yeah. in my heart. Like, wait, th- these were real people. This was a real thing. And I was like, man, like I'm not Jesus or anything, but raising kids has to be hard. And that's got to be even <laughs> harder to know that you're like raising the son of God. Mary, did you know? I like breath of heaven better. Well, but also Mary, did you know is cheesy, but when you just like read the lyrics, you're like, holy crap. Like that, like, there's like, even if you did know, what would that, what good would that do? Right. I yeah. know a lot of things and it doesn't do me any good. Right. I don't think I'd want to know. Oof. Do you have, um, do you have any favorite Christmas songs that you feel like are deep cuts? Like songs that people don't really know about? Yeah. That you just love going to? Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of this group called Branches? No. They did this little EP um of stuff that was really good um that i can kind of get behind they're all it's all classics but i really like it but my personal favorites i was actually telling my dad this the other day when during thanksgiving we were talking about christmas music because he had discovered alexa my favorite christmas songs besides like amy grant and then almost any decent version of oh holy night like just kills me oh man like luke bryan killed it I mean, yeah, like even his version is good. I get way more behind, like, you know, somebody with like the the vocals. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. But I love the like 50s and like um, the Phil Spector, the Christmas album. Yeah. Darling Love, Christmas, parenthesis, baby, please come home, close parenthesis, is my favorite Christmas song. Hmm. Run Rudolph, another favorite, uh, or I guess Run Rudolph Run. 
Uh, those are like, I just love those. Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. I just love it. I mean, she sang it on David Letterman every Christmas Eve or December 23rd for like 17 or 18 years straight. What? That was like, yeah, every year. Um, but yeah, I, I think that those, I, I kind of, I guess kind of the, they're originals mm-hmm. and they're not, it's not necessarily the focus of, I don't know. It makes you think about Christmas, but like you're not thinking like it. You don't have the weight of the world on you, like with right. Holy Night. Yeah, Run Run Rudolph. It's fun. Chuck Berry. Yeah, that's a great one. I love those two songs. Um, I love Christmas Vacation theme song, as evidence. It's a great song. Earlier, I can't. I can't help but think of like that animation. Yeah, the when whole it gets time. stuck in the chimney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my so I mean. My ringtone for when my family calls me, I still have ringtones, is uh, Holiday Road, like the National Lampoon's, like just, yeah, just that theme song. Yep. We're pretty into Chevy Chase at my house, but. That's fine. What are your two? What are your um, deep cuts? Um, so one is, uh, so I do like the, the pretty old school um, Frank Sinatra era Christmas stuff. It's a hymn that he did called I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, and it's amazing. A lot of other people have done it. It's not a super well-known Christmas song, um, but, man, he does the best version, and it's it's powerful. It's mm. really, really great. I love that version. Christmas Shoes. Christmas Shoes. That's it. That's the <laughs> one. Um, Lauren Daigle did a Christmas album last year that's, like, very New Orleans. That's pretty cool. That Swampy. I like. It, yeah, it's pretty, like, uh, New Orleans Preservation Hall jazz, like, uh, her version of um, Christmas Time is here is good, and then, uh, yeah, that whole album's pretty great. Who um, do you think should record a Christmas album? Um, I used to want to hear uh, Sia do one. Because <laughs> I thought it would be interesting. She put out a single this year called Santa Claus is Coming for Us, which sounds a little ominous. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's 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 an interesting song. Is he coming like a thief in the night to kill, steal, and destroy? Or is he coming to save I mean, us? So Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are in the music video. Um, and it's just, they're kind of doing this like fun, traditional Christmas sort of thing where they're hanging out with one of the kids from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, but the the chorus is Santa Claus is coming for us, which is a hmm. little terrifying. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought of like who should do one that I haven't heard. I just assume that like everyone has done one. Carrie's never done one. Carrie Underwood's never done Are one. Are you serious? Yeah. How is uh, that possible? I don't know. I guess she's, I mean, I, I feel Honestly, like... some people, this isn't, and like, I want to preface this by saying that this isn't for every, this doesn't, but, you know, lots of people, they sign their four or six albums out of a record deal, mm-hmm. and sometimes people just got to get the, they got to get... That's one of them? Mm-hmm. It... That's why there's more Christmas albums than there should be. It seems like it, Christmas albums seem like they would be pretty easy, too. Especially if you're not writing one, if you're just doing all old songs, like they're already there. Yeah. Get people who can play it. You know the lyrics. Get in the studio for a day. Throw it down. Yeah, I think after hearing um, 
Casey's album, I feel like Miranda could pull one off or um, somebody like that. Um, I don't think I would ever want to hear... I don't think I'd want to hear Jason Aldean or Florida Georgia Line do a Christmas album. I have no interest in either one of those. Or Chainsmokers. <laughs> oh, well, they well if Florida Georgia Line did it where they are right now, you'd have a couple people. Like, Chainsmokers would be on at least two tracks. They'd be producers. Yeah, but what if, yeah, with Chainsmokers or um, a Rihanna Christmas album could be really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A Jay-Z Christmas album? It Well, it'd have to be Jay-Z and Beyonce together. It'd yeah. It'd be a family Christmas. I mean, Adele could be fun. Yeah, oh, she'd be, she'd be great. I guess in my head, I just... She popped through my head, but I just assumed she would have done one. Yeah. Or at least done some Christmas music. Paris Hilton could be fun. It just seems like it... Christmas music just seems like a layup for any musician. Like, you just want I mean, to get something out there? If I had Adele's... But I wonder if like um you make less money because they're like if they're that has something to do with it because like why yeah why hasn't Carrie or Adele released a version of Oh Holy Night or has Carrie and I really just don't even know yeah but okay so your all time favorite pick that everyone has to go listen to yeah I heard the bells on Christmas Day by Frank Sinatra okay a hundred percent um yeah absolutely and I did hear I found a. I wouldn't say it's my absolute favorite. You have to go listen to him. But there's a guy named Cody Fry who put out a three-song Christmas EP that's really great. Mm -hmm. Um, He put out one of the songs last year called um, From the Cold, and he ended up performing it with Amy Grant during some celebration last Christmas in Nashville. Hmm. And it was it's really it's really great. Cody Fry. You should check that out. Yeah, I think I've just got to go Amy Grant, a Christmas album. You can't miss like that. It's so good. No way. She's a layup. All right. Well, yeah. also, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that Dolly Parton has a couple of Christmas albums. And if you honestly, if you want to feel more joy in your heart than you have felt in a number of years, go to YouTube.com. And I'll put a link here in our our show page too but uh and look watch dolly's go tell it on the mountain christmas video it's it's truly special is it very special it's very special. is it a very special christmas it's so special it's uh, if just... you want to simply have a wonderful christmas time and and don't want to get to christmas day and think so this is christmas what have i done yep there you go you need to go watch this video yep mark Krimma. mark <laughs> bye <laughs>